Welcome everyone to Local Edge, your show for better understanding and connecting with small communities all across the country. Here, we explore the value of these markets to advertisers, agencies, communities, and more. We bring you the latest news, insights, and trends from the world of local advertising and marketing. My name is Shauna Randolph. In this show, we'll be talking to community connectors, media buyers, business leaders, and more to find out what makes small communities so important to the advertising industry. We'll dive into the challenges and successes of local campaigns and hear from clients about how they strategize to grow their business. We'll also bring you important data and statistics showcasing the unique opportunities and growth potential for you to engage with these communities. And we'll take a closer look at the local headlines, bringing you the stories and perspectives from the front lines. So, whether you're an advertiser, agency, community member, or just interested in the world of local advertising, join us right here on Local Edge for a closer look at the power of small communities in Canada. And joining us from Mooseman, Saskatchewan, is the publisher of Mooseman World Spectator, Kevin Weedmark. Hi, Kevin. Nice to see you here. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm very good. Nice to talk to you through the airwaves. Uh, let's start with this. You've had some great successes in growing your newspaper circulation. Let's talk about the strategies that you've used to maintain and grow your newspaper circulation in the small communities. We have, and to be honest, it was more of an accident than a strategy. When when I bought this business uh, 20 years ago, uh, I came from the editorial side. I, I'd been a journalist. And uh, when I had the opportunity to buy the newspaper, um, I thought of it as a, as a community service first and, and a business second. I, I honestly didn't know much about business when I started, but I thought what we want to do is uh, the right thing for our community. We want to just focus on the community, serve it as well as we can. And amazingly, when you do that in, in our industry, what happens is uh, you, you uh, get more and more readers. Uh, the advertisers are just naturally interested because you've got those readers. So we sort of uh, came at it from the community service uh, end of side of things, and it ended up working out just well for us because uh, we've ended up uh, building a building a very substantial business. Okay, so let's talk about some of these successful advertising campaigns, these partnerships that your newspaper has had with with people in the community. Uh, you know, we do a lot of. Uh, uh, Promotional campaigns, you know, if there's an, an event, for instance, um, we've become sort of uh, the main center for, for promoting that event in terms of doing everything from printing posters and tickets to doing the promotions for the event. And uh, it all all works together very well to the extent that, you know, Mooseman's a town of, of 3,000 people, but some of the events that we've hosted here are, are some of the largest in our entire region. So uh, for many years, uh, we've had a, a fireworks competition at the lake. It's the largest tourist attraction in Southeast Saskatchewan. More people go to that than events in, in March larger centers. So, um, and it all works because people look to the newspaper. It's the one source of information for the, for the region. So it's really good. You're really tied in well with the community, but let's talk about some of the unique challenges. I know small community newspapers face them all across the country, especially when it comes to advertising and media buying. So let's talk about some of your challenges and how you overcome them. In our case, again, we, we don't seem to have some of the issues that some of the, the other media do. When I bought this paper, we printed about 1,700 copies a week. Um, now we print uh, 5,000 copies of the newspaper a week. We have another 800 or so people who just read it online. And then we've uh, developed a secondary product, a, 
a regional product, Plain and Valley, that goes into 28,000 households. We print 28,000 of those. And we also have a, a third product that we just started two years ago uh, called Ag News, which hits uh, 10,000 households, primarily focusing on, on agriculture issues. And uh, so we've been able to, to grow for the simple fact that, uh, that we are seen as the source of information for the area. So we've actually, we continue to add, add subscribers on a, on a consistent basis. We continue to grow our circulation and around that circulation, we do a lot of, uh, a lot of advertising campaigns. Right now we have one going on called Love to Shop Local. We have 40 businesses involved. Um, they're all promoted in the paper every single week. Uh, people can enter their businesses. They can also go online and write a little, little story about why they like to shop local. And uh, so it's promoted online, it's promoted in the paper, and it, uh, it has a big impact. It, uh, it works for these businesses. We also do, a, you know, we do a, uh, something similar at Christmas where we actually give away $15,000 uh, for people to shop locally. They, uh, we had more businesses in it this year than ever. Um, we've been running it for about 10 years and it's growing every year. And with it, uh, you know, it's promoted in the paper and it's become a, you know, a, a massive thing. People think of it when they think of our region at, uh, during the Christmas season. So people can enter and, and uh, we basically pool the, the funds from the various businesses. And then the winner has $15,000 that they have to spend only at those participating businesses. They get a checkbook and, and can shop at those individual businesses. And really, it, you know, that's a matter of just coordinating and bringing all those businesses together. It's a matter of just, uh, just bringing them together, bringing that information out to the community and, and it seems to work. Kevin, what I'm hearing from you is that creativity is the key to success. Is that the case for you? Creativity and hard work. Um, you know, we you know, we have a successful business, but but we do work hard at it. And I think the other key is literally is putting the community first. Thinking, uh, you know, if if there's a story that we need to cover, uh, we will we will do whatever it takes to cover that. We will, and if we need to add four pages to this paper just to just to have thorough coverage of an event, we'll do that. We uh, we don't think of the bottom line first. We think of serving the community first. And as I said, the way things seem to work, it seems that the business side of things just follows along with that. When, when you're doing that, um, people want to be part of that. People want to be part of that publication that is, is doing that job that is serving as, as the information hub for the community. Bottom line here, the difference here with the struggles competing with digital media in the current market, what's the advice you have for others? I would tell them to take advantage of, of digital as much as you can. Use social media, use your website to continually remind people that you're relevant, to put out breaking news when you can, and to always remind them that uh, there's more information in the paper. I mean, when we have a major event like Last week, we had a major announcement, $4 million for our uh, our local airport here, which means we can bring air ambulance in, which has been a, a something lacking in our area. As soon as that happened, we put the information out online, but let everyone know that all the details would be in the next newspaper. So just driving people always to that print product, and that appears to work. Kevin, give us a sense of your community. 3,000 people, very small, but for anybody in other parts of the country, can you paint the picture, your, your business economy, the whole culture there? So Musiman is uh, is a small town, but it punches above its weight, and I guess that kind of describes the newspaper as well. In that, um, you know, we're a town of three thousand. 
Um, the Premier of Saskatchewan has been in my office. Federal leaders have been in my office. Um, when the Green Party elected a new leader in Saskatchewan, her first stop was our office uh, to get her, her message out. Um, Mooseman's, uh, even though it's a small centre, it's about halfway between Regina and Winnipeg on the Trans-Canada Highway, so eastern Saskatchewan, very near the Manitoba border. And it's the centre of a few industries. We have, uh, the, we're sort of the north end of the Bakken oil field, so we've got oil here. Uh, we have the largest potash mine in the world, uh, 15 miles from where I'm sitting, uh, the, the Nutrient Potash Mine, and Mosaic also has a fairly large potash mine in the area. So it's a it's a, a resource area, it's an active farming area, it's a, a busy little community, and like I said, it seems to punch above its weight in in many, many ways, and, and maybe we're the beneficiary of that at the, at the newspaper here as well. We, um, uh, like I say, for a small town paper, um, we find it very easy to get a hold of politicians to uh, at the national, at the provincial level. Um, and that's partly because we've broken a lot of stories. It's partly because they know that when they speak to us, if we're doing a full interview, every word of that interview is going to be published. Even if it takes a page, we'll, we're not going to pick and choose what, what gets through to the public. We uh, will run interviews verbatim. So we take a lot of space. It's expensive to do things that way, but uh, I think the politicians appreciate it as well. That must give you a lot of respect. I don't know what it is. It, 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 uh, it's, it's humbling sometimes. I mean, when, when the uh, Saskatchewan party was having their, their leadership race here, every one of the candidates came out to Mooseman and, and sat at my desk and, and had an interview. Um, we had, you know, the current conservative leader doesn't do a lot of interviews. He came to Mooseman and came to our office and, and did an interview. Um, and we seem to have a lot of that. And it, and it works out well for us too, because, you know, there's various, there was a, a, a dispute between the provincial government and the federal government a while ago with um, an issue over uh, testing water without having the landowner's permission. And um, there were some questions that the province was raising that we were able to answer in our interviews with the federal government, just because they were, we asked the right questions and we happened to, uh, to break a, a provincial story in that case. And uh, uh, we also do, this is getting away from your question, but we also do a lot of, you know, the investigative work that, that leads to, uh, leads to results. And that's another reason why people watch our paper and follow our paper. You know, for instance, here locally, we had, uh, when the, 2021 census figures came out, we took a look and thought that doesn't look quite right for Mooseman. It uh, wasn't showing the growth that we thought. We were the fastest growing rural center in Saskatchewan in the previous census. And this wasn't showing that same trend going on. And yet we were seeing it going on all around us. So we did some investigation, found out that the number of households StatsCan reported did not match the number of households the town had. Uh, on file for, you know, having water connections and whatnot, managed to do the reporting and the town followed up and Statistics Canada actually came back with the admission that they were wrong and actually increased Mooseman's population by 4.3%. And other towns around are, are now following in, the, in those footsteps and following the same process. And that makes a difference for a community that, uh, that 4.3% difference means tens of thousands more for the community in, in uh, revenue sharing funding going forward. So that's the sort of thing that we do each week. We, we, we're, there's always something in our paper that you're not going to find anywhere else. And it's there because of the hard work that we put into it. 
Before we go, we can see you there with your uh, office there in the background in, in Musumin and, and just lovely backdrop. But how can people get in touch with you directly? Uh, they can email me at uh, kevin at world-spectator.com. They can check out our website at uh, just world-spectator.com. Or uh, they can check us out on uh, on Facebook. Thank you for your time, Kevin. Just a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure Thank you, you very much. That is Kevin Weedmark. He is the publisher of Musiman World Spectator, joining us from Musiman, Saskatchewan. In Alberta, 78% of people in households in markets of under 100,000 population report having read a local newspaper in the last week. That number is virtually unchanged from 2005. For that and more interesting stats, please visit adcanadamedia.ca. Joining us now from Winnipeg, Manitoba is Sarah Unrun. She is Media Director with McKin Sherpa. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's start with the whole perspective of the province. We have Winnipeg, but aside from that larger community, there's so many smaller ones all across rural, remote areas. This has to present some sort of challenges for you when it comes to getting important advertising messages out to Manitobans? Definitely does. Let's get really into this. Give us some examples of some of those challenges you face. So the biggest one for me would be research. I like to start my plans um, all based in research. And unfortunately, there is a bit of a gap between the respondents that we get in Winnipeg and then the respondents that we would get in some of those rural areas. So thankfully, I have a few different platforms where I'm able to pull information from. And that's also where we rely pretty heavily on our media partners um, to supply us with research that they've also gone out and gotten. What are you kind of taking a look at specifically with this research? So what I tend to look at is what are we getting for kind of index? So what sorts of media are really resonating um, and being used heavily by the different communities? And then also what's kind of our reach penetration to make sure that we're making the best choices and using our clients' money effectively. What is most effective for the rural areas, do you find? So a lot of uh, community newspapers uh, still index really well in those areas, uh, rural radio stations, something where it really has that tie into the community where they can get that information. I hear this phrase a lot, internet divide. What's that? So internet divide, uh, mostly we talk about that when it comes to access to internet in some of the rural communities. Obviously, we've been making great strides with that, but there are still some challenges in connectivity. And so then that limits, especially once we start getting further up north, in what kind of media they're able to access. So what sort of balance do you provide for options for your clients with that? So that's one of the big things is obviously digital comes a little bit into question if they're not able to access the internet properly. So that's where we kind of make sure, you know, are there radio stations that we can reach? Um, what are they, where are they spending their time in that community? Are there arenas that we can get into? Are there out of home options? Um, is satellite TV something that we need to also take a look at? So really figuring out what is working in those communities and focusing our efforts there. Let's talk about this challenge of the last few years, some of the most challenging as a society that we've ever experienced. We've seen a lot of shifts in the marketplace relating to how people shop, how they travel, that sort of thing. What sort of impact has this had on your world in terms of media planning for your clients? 
So I would say the biggest one is people are a little more hesitant uh, to kind of plan too far out now. It used to be a lot of people would do their planning for the year and it's kind of set, whereas now where everyone wanted to pull back in 2020, cancellation policies, you know, were really kind of tested in that way. So people are kind of now taking it quarter by quarter to really give themselves that flexibility in case they need to pull back or bump things up. People are wanting to kind of consume or buy their media in smaller chunks. And then for the consumers, it's not necessarily what media they're spending time with, but how they're spending that time. You know, we've seen a decrease in kind of that commuter traffic because a lot of people are doing the hybrid thing. So daytime radio is actually kind of seeing a comeback where it's not necessarily just the morning and the drive home. Um, you know, TV, a lot of people have shifted to streaming, connected TV, video on demand, because there's a lot more people home and a lot more people wanting to watch at the same time. So it's kind of finding those nuances of how we're consuming that media as opposed to what we were doing before. What takeaway would you like for anyone watching this that is considering that they may want to do some advertising in your area? Get your hands on some good research. Um, that's the best way to make sure that you are picking the most effective and efficient media for what it is that you're trying to do. Different campaigns, different goals have different ways that we want to get out there. Um, so set yourself up either with a good agency or with some good uh, trusted media reps that will help you make those decisions. Sarah, how can people be in touch with you? Uh, best way is to head over to our website. There you can see the different uh, kind of work that we do. We've got a great blog um, with some ideas and we can be found at uh, mckimcg.ca. Thank you for giving us your time today. Thank you so much. That is Sarah Unwin. She is Media Director with McKin Sherpa joining us today from Winnipeg. Here's an interesting stat. In Canada, there are 29,923,000 copies circulated by 1,020 newspapers each week. Joining us now from Toronto is Kelly Levson. She is the Director of Research with News Media Canada. Hi, Kelly. Nice to meet you. Hi, Shana. Nice to meet you, too. Let's start off with setting the picture. What sort of trends do you analyze? So we have been doing research here at News Media Canada on readership patterns and habits since 2012. And we try to do uh, an annual survey. So pretty much every year we get a read on what the patterns are, how people are reading, what platforms they're reading on, time of day, trust, those kinds of things. Okay, you've piqued so, our curiosity. Let's start right on it here. What is the most recent research that you've come across? So we are releasing uh, our Newspapers 24-7 survey this year. So we have a 2023 edition of this research. And it really highlights readership by platform. And when I say platform, I mean print, uh, desktop computers, laptop computers, phones and tablets. So we ask specifically, did you read newspaper content on any one of these platforms? We also delve into time of day. We, we break it out into different periods of the day and ask which platforms people are reading on. And this gives us uh, an overall picture of what people are doing in terms of newspaper content reading whether it's uh, you know, reading print at the beginning of the day as part of their morning habit, reading on a phone throughout the day to you know, remain connected, to hear the breaking news on the go. 
in the evening, settling in after a day of work, picking up a print newspaper or a tablet and reading what's happened during the day. So we look at those kinds of trends. Okay, so what are you seeing here, the difference for people in an urban or a rural community? What we see really, first of all, I'll say over the last 10 years or so, readership has not changed much. So we started off in 2012, it was 85%, and today it's 83%, so not a whole lot of change. But what is changing is how people read. So it used to be the primary platform was the printed physical newspaper, and today we're seeing that the phone is the primary platform where people are accessing their news content. And it's it's essentially flipped completely. So it used to be, um, you know, I think print, and then you would add all of your digital platforms on top. Now we see all of them being used at all times of the day by all demographics. And the interesting thing we're seeing, speaking of demographics, is that the younger people are reading. So it used to be readership was primarily being driven by the boomers, but in today's research, we're seeing that the strongest readership is among millennials. And to be honest, it isn't just digital. You would just think all they want to do is read on their phone. But they are becoming one of the strongest readers in print as well as on the phone and in digital. So why is that, not only well, I think they want to remain connected. So we also ask, I mean, because we ask all these four platforms, we can look at who's reading on all four platforms. And the millennials, they want it all. They are information junkies. They want to read it in print. They want to read it on their phone. They read it on their tablets. They read it on their computers. So news content is important and they will get it any way they can is how we look at it. With the rise of digital media, and I'm hearing from you, it is skyrocketing the usage there. Uh, how do you see the future of print newspapers in Canada? I think that the future is all about giving readers what they want. And what we see, it's, it's, it's a really hot topic these days. It's local. It's all about local content. So if you're living anywhere outside a major urban center, the way you stay connected to your community is through your newspaper. Whether it's in print or whether it's online, primarily it's in print in smaller markets. And in smaller markets, it's all about those local community newspapers. We ask a question, why do you read your paper? So when we ask about community newspapers, overwhelmingly and year after year, the number one reason is for local information. 92% of printed community newspaper readers are reading for that information that they're not going to get anywhere else. It's local news, it's local events, it's local entertainment, it's local crime even, it's obituaries, it's any local information that can't be found anywhere else. And that's where newspapers absolutely shine. Do you feel that they have a future? Though we often hear of the big media companies, post media and cutbacks continuously. What about in these smaller communities? Do you see a future for them? Absolutely. The, the future is about making sure people have the information that they need, trusted information. And that trusted information comes from journalists. It comes from those local journalists on the ground, day in and day out. And in the smaller markets, 
the trust levels are huge because in many cases, everybody knows those local journalists. You know the people at your paper. Your publisher sits down and has coffee with you once a week. You see them on the street. They're covering school events and uh, local council meetings, and they are there on the ground in the community where they're recognized and trusted. And I don't think that's going to be replaced by other media, in particular, uh, you know, non-Canadian media, in particular, large media. You need to have somebody in the community in order to be trusted and to be reporting on what's actually happening. One of the things I should have mentioned is another reason that people read their local newspaper, surprisingly, is for the advertising. So when we ask that question, 92% read for the local information. Not surprising, but it continues year after year. 49% are reading for the ads, and they're reading for either ads within the paper or their flyers and inserts. Now, flyers and inserts primarily delivered through community newspapers across this country. And it's a love-hate relationship, I have to say, with readers. Either they love their flyers and they call the newspaper when they don't get them, or they hate their flyers and they call the newspaper when they get them. So, you know, half of the people reading, they want to see those ads. And another half also say that they're reading for classified ads, they're reading for real estate ads, they're reading for employment ads. And again, these are the things that are relevant in their markets. A large regional, provincial, even urban paper that is, you know, two hours away from a smaller community, they're not covering these issues. They're not, they don't have classified ads for something in your community. They don't have jobs in your community. They don't have that local content that brings people to the paper. And, and one of the stats that we actually uh, also have is that 74% of these newspaper readers, they actually believe it's important to support the advertisers. So the content brings the readers and the readers bring the advertisers. So, you know, it's a it's a full circle ecosystem. And the advertisers are more likely to support a newspaper that has strong community support and is well respected. Absolutely. It's all about trust. We also ask about trust. So we ask trust when it comes to ads and we ask about trust when it comes to editorial. And we ask about uh, the traditional platforms like newspapers, radio, television, outdoor magazines. We also ask about those digital platforms for each of those media. And no matter whether it's the traditional or the digital side, when it comes to both ads and editorial, newspapers top the list. So newspapers are always the most trusted medium. And I know trust is a big issue these days. Everybody thinks trust is dropping. And quite frankly, it probably is. Nobody trusts any and anyone anymore, any institutions, uh, when it comes to media, uh, it's a it's a real hot button. But when it comes to local newspapers, any newspapers, whether they're print or digital, they top the list when it comes to trust. Kelly, how can people access some of the research you shared with us today? All of our research will be available on our website at newsmediacanada.ca. We also will be posting it at championthetruth.ca. So it will all be available online to download, whether you want a presentation, a fact sheet, or just want to read the stats online. All right. Thank you for your insight. We really appreciate it, Kelly. Thank you. 
That is the Director of Research with News Media Canada joining us today, Kelly Levson. The highest concentration of population in rural Canada is adults between the ages of 60 and 64 years of age. This may confirm that different strategies may be required to reach audiences and rural markets. Thanks everyone for joining us here on Local Edge. Again, I'm your host, Shauna Randolph. For additional information and extended interviews, be sure to subscribe to Local Edge Podcast on any of the major platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, and more. See you again soon on The Local Edge.